0: Games rated E to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we share our favorite Nintendo holiday memories, and yours too. My name is Chris Slate. Joining me today are Bill Trennan from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Bill. Hey, Chris. And Pear Schneider from IGN. Hi, Pear. What's up, Chris and Bill? (laughs) Nothing much. Thanks for coming on the show, both you guys. Um, And, you know, in keeping with the spirit of the season, we're going to start this episode by talking about our favorite Nintendo-related holiday memories. Oh, I thought it meant you were going to give us gifts. Ooh. Well, you know, we'll see if we can hurry, and hurry, and uh, quickly uh, buy some gifts <laughs> before you guys leave and pretend like we had them all along. But if you're a gamer, chances are some of your best gaming memories are, you know, connected to the holidays. Maybe it's a great game you got, or that time you got a great system, or just all the time you spend when family is together playing games. So, um, you know, I thought we'd share some of our memories and then also some of the uh, the memories from listeners that they shared with us over Twitter. So, um, Bill, do you want to start off with? Uh,
1: your favorite Nintendo holiday memories? Yeah, mine is uh, is actually it's very early. Um, it probably maybe predates both of yours, um, and it was it was back in 1983 when for Christmas I woke up in the morning. I was one of those kids who would who would wake up at like 4:30 in the morning on Christmas to run downstairs and see what was underneath the tree, which drove my parents mad. Uh, but so it was probably like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and I was so excited. I woke up and I went down, and underneath the tree was a tabletop game and watch Popeye game, <laughs> uh, and that was not because I was a Nintendo fan; it was because I was a very big Popeye fan as a kid. Uh, I loved wow. the Popeye cartoons. Uh, was I loved the Robin Williams movie? Uh, saw that in the theaters. I was a huge Popeye fan, and so that was like as a as a both a Nintendo, my first. It was the first Nintendo product I ever owned, um, and and really my way to Nintendo was through Popeye. Um, and what's funny is, you know, of course back then it was. It took two uh, C size batteries, so you had these big giant batteries that you would have to put in there, um, and they would, you know, they lasted a pretty good while for electronics back then. But uh, I used that tabletop game and watch Popeye as my alarm clock that woke me up. Uh, every morning, all the way through high school, um, before I finally got a, an alarm clock that was a real plug in the wall alarm alarm clock that I, I took with me to college. Do you still have it? Do you still have the pop? <laughs> this is the saddest thing is that I do not still uh-huh. have it. And in fact, probably about, Uh, Three years before I started working at Nintendo, I was uh, getting ready to move to Japan, and so my parents said I had to get rid of all this stuff at their house, and we had a garage sale, and I sold it at a garage sale for a lot less than it was probably worth at the time and a lot less than it's worth right now. (laughs) Wow. Ah, that's too bad. There's too many sad stories like that. And and I was a huge
0: Popeye fan when I was a kid too, and and I remember um I don't I never got to play that specific version, but I remember the Nintendo arcade game Popeye, and I was a big fan of that and had that game on NES too. Nice.
1: Oh yeah, I played a lot of of arcade Popeye in the arcades back in the day. Uh, I was always terrible at it, but I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, it's an underrated uh
0: arcade classic in my opinion. I really played it a lot back then.
1: The Game and Watch game was a little bit different. It was, you know, the the one in the arcade had you sort of climbing ladders and going up and down trying to collect hearts and and then punch cans into uh into Bluto, but in um in the Game and Watch game it was set up where you were Uh, Bluto was on a dock, and you were Popeye, and you were kind of punching towards him. It was this, the whole thing was a fist fight, which was awesome. Um, And you would have to kind of dodge backwards to avoid his punches and then lean in and punch him and then there was a swordfish that would come up underneath and try to stab you in the feet uh, through the through the dock. Um, it was a fun little game. Uh, and it was, of course, the score, you know, you'd kind of get your score up, and, and uh, eventually I think the highest score you could get was 999, uh, which was, uh, of course, uh, you know, I, I did that many times. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Per, when you think about the holidays and Nintendo. What comes to your mind? So I, I don't know. I,
2: th- I think I'm a I'm a little little older than than most of you or your listeners. So I, I'm you know. I don't have a memory of of running to the Christmas tree and getting getting something Nintendo. Although I did have, uh, I did get the uh, Donkey Kong cartridge for the Atari home computer back in the early '80s. I got that for Christmas. Mm-hmm. No, but my favorite memory was actually um, uh, Nintendo Christmas holiday memory was much much later in in 2001 um, when uh, Wind Waker, the Legend of Zelda, came out in Japan. Uh, I think in December, like right before Christmas. Uh, and I had, uh, I had an import uh, Nintendo GameCube, the, the Panasonic Q, a unit that never mm-hmm. came out over here, if you remember that one. It could play DVDs as well. And so I could not wait for the U.S. release, and I imported Wind Waker. And my daughter was a year and a half at the time, and we basically we played the game. Despite her young age, we played the game together. And I just have all these uh, vivid vivid memories of her sitting on the couch next to me. Uh, I swear, one of her early words that she spoke was Gannon. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, in, in addition to dad and mom and all that. Uh, and uh, she just the, something about the presentation, presentation of uh, Wind Waker just captured her. And she mm-hmm. would she would walk by and she'd ignore most games. But with Wind Waker, she'd be like, oh, and just sit down and just, you know, watch the TV or walk up to it. And um, that was also the first time she tried out a controller and she interacted. And she ran with Link in circles and unfortunately into the ocean a couple of times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just one of those moments where I realized... Um, you know my my life would change as i had kids and my experience with games would change and so for, of course i had 3 kids so i have a perfect 4 player Mario Party team now and the Smash Mm Brothers team. Um, But that was kind of the first glimpse that I'd be playing games together with my kids.
0: Now, I know from listening to you on uh, IGN's NVC podcast that you talk about playing with your kids a lot, and it sounds like they're actually pretty big gamers. So would you say this is where her love of gaming started, was with The Wind Waker?
2: I think, and honestly, I think it cemented her love for Nintendo games. You know, my my boys will play on all consoles and and, uh, PC and all that, Um, but my daughter always goes back to Nintendo games, so uh, whenever a big new Nintendo game comes out that's what she spends all of her time doing mm-hmm. um, whereas you know the boys kind of like uh, move in and out but when it comes to multiplayer games we're always it, it's always on a Nintendo platform
0: that's great and well for me uh, thinking back you know I, I kind of have different holiday memories now uh, of when I was a kid and also now that my kids are, are into games as well sim- similar to you and but from when I was a kid um you know nothing beats when I got my NES. I think it was back in '86, uh, and I was about 14 at the time. And my grandmother used to spoil me rotten. Right, she bought me all my, you know, when I was younger, all my my uh, toys and action figures and things like that. And then when it, my interest turned to games, she got me that. And I'd seen the commercial for um, the NES and how it had robbed the Robot, and it just seemed like this this cool thing that was way more advanced than any other game system I'd ever played. And um, so my grandmother, again spoiling me rotten, right, bought me. Uh, the deluxe set for Christmas. And I also got um, Kung Fu and Excite Bite and Urban Champion. These were games for the most part that I'd played at the arcade and really wanted to have at home. Um, but what was interesting was I'd never played or even really heard of Super Mario Brothers. And that came mm. with the set as well. Um, but uh, by the end of the night, uh, by the end of, you know, Christmas day, basically I'd, I'd put all those other games to the side and i had fun with them, but I was just so hooked on Super Mario Brothers that I just remember sitting there and playing that all night. And, um, and just being, you know, t- going from uh, and you know any kid who likes games to becoming like a, a gamer where that's my lifelong passion w- was was basically that Christmas in that game. And um, then two years later, um, I, I also really strongly remember um, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link came out for NES uh, uh, shortly before Christmas. But um, because of that, um, again, my grandmother bought me the game, but I couldn't have it until Christmas and my best friend at the time got the game, you know, and was able to play it straight away. So there was a few agonizing weeks where I was kind of reading his instruction manual and living vicariously through his stories and and I remember he got to the uh the final boss of the game uh, and I was we were talking on the phone as he was playing it. And I was actually telling him stuff to try and uh, I guess because it had worked in other games, I'd I suggested that he just kind of duck down in the the corner of the screen and just keep hitting sword mm-hmm. and that ended up working. So <clears throat> that's uh, something I used to brag to him about is that I helped him beat the game without having seen it. But all of that came from just, uh, you know, just being desperate to play that game. And when Christmas finally rolled around and I got the game, um, that was amazing. And then, uh, you know, just more recently with the kids, getting my son his first Nintendo Switch and, uh, you know, helping him set it up and seeing the games that he gets into and kind of seeing, being able to pass that kind of uh, thing that you love down to you know your kids, and my my daughter's not as into games, but certain games like Mario Kart or Animal Crossing she just loves. So uh, you know it's been been really great to play with them over the holidays too.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we have uh, we have four Nintendo Switch systems at home, so one for each kid, including this big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so any any time a, a game comes out that's a big multiplayer title, uh, you know, I I. I buy Pokemon four times, or, you mm-hmm. know, Civilization is actually one I'm, I'm kind of looking at right now, whether I should get back into it, mm-hmm. just to play multiplayer with the kids. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, when you basically got your built-in, you know, um, four-player team, or in oh, my yeah. case, three-player team ready to go. That yeah. really opens up a lot of things with games. Yeah, you need one more kid. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty if you need something like that. Send them over. All right, now, I also wanted to do, um, as I mentioned, share some uh, of the holiday um, memories that listeners have shared with us through Twitter. Um, and I'm going to start with um, Mario Dan, who says two Christmases ago, my wife got me the NES Classic Edition. It was so great to have my whole family sit around and play through all the games, with my dad commenting on which ones he used to play with his friends while he was in high school and college. And I thought that was a really cool story because, just like we were just talking about, you know, the, the idea that you can connect with, you know, across generations with these games. And and I've certainly done that with my kids with the NES Classic and Super NES Classic. Is you know, <clears throat> you know today's games are great and they have the fancy graphics or whatever, but, you know, sometimes you have to go back to the start and really appreciate these games that still really hold up very well. I'm a little jealous, too, because, at, you know, we've grown up with these games and we we kind
2: of, you know, we took the step from the NES to the, the Super NES to N64 and so forth and obviously have seen the evolution of the Mario franchise with Mario 64 and later. But now you have a generation that played the newer games first. So you have somebody who plays Super Mario Odyssey, and then you put Super Mario World in front of them. It must be a really different but really, really cool experience Mm -hmm. to see all the characters they know so well from the 3D realm in 2D in a sprite art. I'm
0: kind of jealous. Yeah, my son, um, he really got hooked on Super Mario Maker. So when he goes back and looks at Super Mario World or some of those earlier titles, he's familiar with that aesthetic from Super Mario Maker. There you go, yeah. So the next um, memory here comes from Harrison. He says, The Nintendo Christmas memory I cherish the most is when I got my GameCube in 2001. At the end of our gift exchange, I was resigned to the idea that I wasn't getting one. Suddenly, my parents pointed to a tree outside with a gift perched on a limb. I ran outside through the cold snow, grabbed my gift, went back inside, and opened it. It was the GameCube I'd asked for all year, complete with Super Smash Bros., Melee, Rogue Squadron 2, and Pikmin. I immediately teared up and hugged my parents for a solid minute. Now, do you guys, have you ever participated in or kind of been on the receiving end of any kind of holiday surprises or psych outs? I, I, I remember when, when I got
2: my first bicycle, it wasn't under the tree. Um, I was, you know, I had all these different presents and, uh, you know, opened them, was excited. And then my dad said, oh, can you go get me some some tissue papers from our bedroom? I'm like, mm, okay. And I ran into the bedroom, came back and gave, gave him the tissue papers and he goes, Oh, did, you didn't see anything else in there? <laughs> and so I went back in the bedroom, and there was the new bike. And so they tried to surprise me and totally failed. <laughs> so needless to say, I haven't tried that with my kids the same no. way. No. We
1: had, uh, we had uh, when I was a kid, you know, we used to go to, you'd go to Mass on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, and there was a family across the street from us. And apparently what had, my parents had done was they sort of negotiated with the parents of this house across the street. And so... We left the house to go to Mass on Christmas evening and there was nothing under the tree. And when we came back from Mass, all the presents were there. It was the most amazing thing that had ever happened on Christmas. (laughs) I I grew up in Germany, um, including,
2: in in our case, you you get your presents on Christmas Eve, so on the 24th. Mm. I think it's different here, right? And then we have, on the 6th of December, we have St. Nicholas Day. So that's when Santa Claus actually brings, like, you've got the red sto- stockings with, like, you know,
0: candy and chocolate and little chocolate Santa Clauses and all that. So it's a little little different. Well, cool. The next one here comes from Adam. And Adam says, my favorite Nintendo holiday memories are always shared with my brother, Jordan. We don't live in the same state, so when I get to visit for the holidays and we play Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, or Pokemon, it's always the best. And you know, we talked about connecting over generations during the holidays through games, but also just reconnecting with family and having everyone in one place. I mean, I think games can be a part of those those holiday traditions. Yeah. As somebody who's moved
2: around, I, you know, with friends still in Germany and Japan, mm-hmm. it's very nice now to be able to connect online too and, and kind of you know uh, reconnect remotely and play these games. So.
0: Yeah. I always end up being the guy that brings the latest games over to like the big holiday get together, oh, you yeah. know, and sets everything up, and then. Basically, I just end up hanging out with all the kids the whole time. So we still we still bring out Nintendo Land when friends mm-hmm. and family are over. For some
2: odd reason, we always gravitate back to Nintendo Land and some of the, like, Mario Chase, some of those games. Mm-hmm. We'll play those multiplayer.
1: Yeah, those are great for, for that kind yeah. of get-together. Yeah, in our in our house, I think it's mostly Mario Kart, you know. And it's, oh, yeah. My parents had a Wii set up in their house, and so the kids would always go down to the basement and just play Mario Kart on the Wii all Christmas long for until dinner dinnertime, uh, you know, and now we will tend to go over to my brother's place and he's got one and his his wife is a big Mario Kart fan. So he and uh, his wife have it set up downstairs. And so the kids still all go downstairs and play Mario Kart. And I'll, every once in a while I'll go down and join a race and then they kick me out because they can't beat me. And uh, and so I have to go back upstairs and hang out with the adults. <laughs> the the game we used to always
2: bring out and i gotta bring that tradition back now that that you can play it on switch was uh we used to always play dr mario even mm. my my mother-in-law does not play any video games but she'll play dr mario and so you know uh, i forget which version it was there was a four-player version we always played that one as a family but you know they're uh the whole uh L.A. family is coming up in two weeks, so we're going to break out some of the multiplayer games and see if Dr. Mario is still the one.
1: Yeah, I think that was uh, Dr. Mario 64. That's that 64, four that's right, yeah. yeah. I still have that, too. I can bring that out. <laughs> yeah,
0: those are great. It's always great when you can find that one game that your non-gaming relatives will get yeah. into. My dad was never in a period, but there was a, there was a while where he got hooked on playing Tetris on Game Boy. Yep. And... uh so yeah you find that it's definitely one you have to come back to for my dad it was donkey kong the original donkey kong oh really yeah all right this next one comes from omg yellow and she says getting a nintendo switch from my two older brothers it hadn't come out yet so they made me this elaborate pamphlet that went through all the nintendo consoles page by page the last page had a pic of nintendo switch and the words you're getting it from us man i was in tears Now, I have two sisters that I love very much. I don't think I've ever done anything nearly that nice for them. Wow. Yeah. I
2: gave my brother's son, I gave him a, a Nintendo Switch for, for Christmas, mainly because um, I went to visit my, my family in Germany, and on the way to the airport, I, I lived two hours from the airport, on the way to the airport, I noticed that I had forgotten my Switch. Oh, and so I'm like, no, what am I going to do? It's a it's a 12 hour, 13 hour flight to Germany, and my wife's like, just let's just stop and buy another one. (laughs) And so I we pulled over on the way to the airport. We had time because you know German, I'm early, Um, and we bought a new Nintendo Switch. And then you know hatched the plan that after the Germany trip, I'd give it to my uh, my
0: my little nephew in Germany. So I, I did a nice thing. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I'm realizing here that you're Nintendo's best customer, so I, please I continue. Have,
2: yes, I uh, that that was my fifth, I think, that I bought. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, Pokemon Joy-Con
0: later and see how, how I'm doing on that front. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. <yeah. laughs> All right. Well, the next uh, memory here comes from Ashton, who says, "My dad got my brother, and uh, sorry, my dad got my brother a Nintendo DS, and I was excited because I wanted to play Mario Kart DS with him, but then I realized my dad had given him my system." This ruined my day until I opened my next gift, which was a Nintendo 3DS. After that, I was the happiest kid on earth. There you go. That's a that's a that's kind of a fun psych out for the parents, <laughs> but there's a couple of a grueling moments in there for the kid, I think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of families have that history of the, the hand me downs, especially with siblings. You know, and especially with younger siblings. You know, you get the older system, and or rather, you get the newer system, and maybe they get your older system. Yeah, we've
2: done that a couple of times too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are they getting the hand-me-downs from a sibling or are they getting the hand-me-downs from you, pair? From me. <laughs> 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 my daughter got
2: my Nintendo Wii U hand-me-down and then, you know, I got another one. Um, and I, th- I think one of the, I think my son got the first Switch I owned and certainly with... Uh, with Nintendo 3DS, some of the special editions. I got the Monster Hunter one, I got the Metroid one, and so when I move on to the Metroid one and transfer my my stuff over, I'm like, all right. So then I bequeath it to one of the one of the kids.
0: Yeah, I have a little trouble letting go. I'll I'll give oh, the same. Old, I'll give the old system, but I'll say this is yours until the end of time. <laughs> but if you ever decide you don't want it. Um, dad will take it back. Okay.
2: I thought you were saying until the end of the next three oh, years no. and then it goes into the glass case.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: All
0: right. Uh, up next from James he says For Christmas 1996, our dad braved the crowds to get us a Nintendo 64, but he didn't think to get any games for it. Still, my brother and I were so excited, we stayed up late clutching the controllers and watching cartoons. <laughs> oh my oh, no. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'm hoping that the next day, you know, they they went out and got games or something, oh. but I think it, you know, when you're dealing with uh, parents, there's always a, uh, or non-gaming parents, there's always mm. a little bit of risk involved. You don't know what they're going to come home with, if it's exactly what you asked for, if it'll have all the pieces. And then, depending
2: on where you lived, you know, I, I remember during the Nintendo 64 days, some games during the holidays were not always readily available. Like, it, it was very difficult to uh, get a hold of GoldenEye or Wave Race 64 at one point. Mm. Even Pilot Wings was was not that easy to find um super mario 64 obviously was was front and center so i hope you got that yeah yeah hopefully the next day they went out and corrected that (laughs) exactly
0: um next from sydney says my parents were still wrapping presents on christmas eve when i came downstairs for water and saw an unwrapped wii u before my parents could say anything i yelled upstairs to my sister about the wii u and we (laughs) spent christmas eve playing mario (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bill were you ever a naughty kid did you ever try to peek early and see what was under the tree
1: well no we didn't really peek early but like I said we woke up early like we were we were up at four thirty in the morning you know mm. every year uh, which I was dreading when I had my own kids because I expected that the they would do the same thing and some some like I think the one of the first years where my son was really old enough to to really get Christmas, we like had to wake him up at nine. We we're like, dude, what are you like? Come on, what are you doing? Don't you want
2: some presents? <laughs> wow, times have changed.
1: My Christmas mornings are
0: always the kids waking up at like six or something and pulling me out of bed, and I'm like stumbling around half awake. And then of course that's when you want to take all the pictures of everyone. See, that's
2: you know again for us, it's on the twenty fourth and it's in in the evening. So we just. The, the kids are playing with their toys all evening and then eventually we get too tired and we're like alright we're going to bed <laughs> who knows how long they stay awake
1: yeah my, my daughter is a bit more she gets a bit more excited on Christmas morning so she tends now to, to get up a little bit earlier but still we're not uh, nothing nothing quite as crack of dawn as, as me and my brothers used to do yeah <laughs> Well, I think, uh, I think you know, in general, people always get excited
0: on Christmas morning, but perhaps uh, none more excited than Brandon, who shared this last uh, memory with us. He says, when I was 10 years old, I was so excited to get Donkey Kong Country for Christmas that I threw up on my grandmother on Christmas Eve. That is, that is a mixed bag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm hoping he did get Donkey Kong Country the next day or else that was, that was all for exactly. now. uh Beautiful family memories.
1: (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, next, I want to ask uh, each of you, um, in terms of uh, holiday gifts, if you could pick one Nintendo-related gift that you'd like to receive and one that you'd like to give, um, what would those be? And we'll start with you. The one I would like to get,
2: I already hinted at, are the uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee Mm. Joy-Con, which are exclusive here with the uh, in the bundle right the the, mm-hmm. po- the Pokemon bundle uh so I can't right now I can't justify buying the fifth or sixth <laughs> who's keeping count uh, Nintendo switch for the home so I'll have to I'll have to figure out if somebody will just gift those to me you know I'll I'll, I'll trade them some
0: gray ones yeah <laughs> and you know that's a conundrum <laughs> because and you collect I do the joy con do you have all the other variations except for these so I have every right now I'm rocking double greens
2: um, mm-hmm. but uh, uh I I have everyone except for the uh, the Smash Brothers and the um the Super Smash Brothers uh gray uh, um themed ones and the Pokemon ones and then of course there was the uh, the special label competition that mm-hmm. had the cardboard looking ones which mm-hmm. are freaking awesome looking. Uh I'm missing those, but all of the commercially available ones so far, yeah. Oh That's man, great. I'm totally going to break
1: down and get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it also I, comes with that nice design on the uh, the dock as well. I know I saw that. Bill, I did
2: see, though, that if, you know, I, I don't know how much flight tickets to Japan are right now, but I think the Pokemon Center in Japan sells them separately. So I might have to take a little trip out to uh, Tokyo there.
1: I suspect a flight to Japan would be more expensive. You think it's more than the, the bundle? System. Okay. And then yeah. if you were to, to leave your Switch at home ac-
0: accidentally, oh, no, that's then not... you'd have to buy another one <laughs> Trust anyway me. for the flight to Japan.
2: That is the first thing I check now. Before <laughs> under,
0: underwear and socks, I'll check that I have the Switch with me. <laughs> and then what is the, uh, the, um, the gift you'd like to give? Uh,
2: I think that'd be Civilization Six. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and uh, you know the game obviously supports four-player local play. I have uh, wonderful memories of playing Civilization uh, on a computer, you know, when I was younger. But also got my youngest son son really hooked on the franchise, and he played it. I think he played it on the Mac,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and then we played Civilization Revolution on consoles before as well. And so everybody loves this this franchise, and it just came out on Switch. So uh, I might have to uh, I might have to spring for that and give that to
0: each kid. Don't tell them. <laughs> All right, Bill, what about you? The gift you'd like to give and
1: the gift you'd like to receive? Uh, well, the gift that I would like to give, um, there's actually... So my my brother, older brother, is a huge uh, fan of the arcade version of Donkey Kong. Um, and in, in fact, he, he sort of, he describes his Switch as his Donkey Kong machine. Um, he just likes to go and play Donkey Kong uh, on there. Um, now that the uh, the you can play the NES classics uh, or the uh, you can play the uh, the NES games through uh, through Nintendo Switch Online, um, so he just likes to sit and play Donkey Kong. Um, but uh, the well, and of course, you've also got the actual original Donkey Kong arcade version available through the Arcade Archives series. Um, so that's what he uses a Switch for mostly, and then I think his wife then plays Mario Kart. But um, we for this holiday. Um, our merchandising team has actually gone, and they've they've worked with a company to create a Christmas tree ornament um, that is an exact uh, little miniature replica of the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. Um, and then it has, when you press a button on it, you can hear the original music. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so I think uh, I think that's probably a, the Christmas present that I would like to give my brother. Uh, who also is hopefully not listening to this, because uh, <laughs> um, he, he would he would love that. Um, I but, thought you were going to say you're going to give him the original Donkey Kong arcade machine, and I don't love him that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could tell him that's what he's getting, and then, then you can show up with the ornament. Yeah, it's going to be a
1: pleasant surprise because I want that too. If you're still shopping for me, <laughs> yeah. And then I think the, the other thing that the other gift that I would give is um, is I would get the uh, the Smash DLC for my kids hmm. um, because I know that they're uh, they're going to want that. They're, my son is already um, you know he's already got all sorts of plans about spending his own money to get Smash Brothers ahead of Christmas because he can't wait that long for it. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so I'll at least get him uh, the the DLC. Good idea. I'm gonna have to do that too.
0: Well, that's great, and it's funny you mentioned um, Donkey Kong, because the gift that I would like to receive, and I'm aiming pretty high here, would actually be an original Donkey Kong arcade machine, because I've always thought, you know, if, if ever I was to to have one arcade machine just to kind of collect or yeah. display in the house, that would be the one, because um, for some reason, even I played a lot of games in the arcade when I was a kid, but that was the one that, that has kind of stuck with me, and I think held up well, and kind of to me defines that. Uh, that kind of era of my own personal kind of like video game history it's a beautiful machine too it has the light blue
2: sides and the, yeah. the original the graphics are really cool the 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 side the prints on the sides uh, i've thought about it many times as well mm-hmm. i have i have one arcade machine at home i have a super pac-man which is kind of like a more rare version of pac-man mm-hmm. like a, um, a sit-down unit cocktail unit but i always wanted the stand-up version of donkey kong but i haven't seen one that was affordable and in a, in good condition you know
0: yeah and, and realistically that would be my concern is i think these days these machines are getting so old that it's not just um it's not just you know are they in good working condition but then you have to kind of start to learn a little bit about how to keep them that way yeah. they are I, they are they were built to last though and a lot of mm. a lot of the crts the monitors look really good still mm-hmm. but um i would uh, those those machines last they were really well built Oh yeah. well, maybe it, maybe I shouldn't be cons- too concerned about that. Then, if I ever have a windfall and yeah. can you know, have that much disposable cash, it's, it's the so cabinet. Pull the trigger. It's the
1: cabinet that's a little bit more tricky. So yeah, like, you know. Yeah. See, it's funny, Chris, because the the gift that I would like to get the most is actually that original tabletop Game & Watch Popeye. Oh, right. Popeye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, uh, I still, to this day, I I regret having having sold that at a garage sale. But somewhere in uh, in the North Seattle area, there's somebody out there who has, they bought it at a garage sale many years ago, and they don't realize it, but it it was mine.
2: <laughs> so you you haven't done the thing yet where you try to buy back your childhood? I've... I, for example, I have the Zelda game and watch, the uh, the, the two screen one, and I have the game and watch uh, Zelda watch as well, the the physical watch. So I've gone through and bought some of the things that I had as a kid mm-hmm. that I no longer have, including board games and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm I sure keep that, I keep looking. You know, I've I've been to Akihabara looking for it, and I've never seen it there um i have seen a few on ebay and i've like been really close to kind of clicking the the buy it now button but have never quite gotten that far <laughs> well if i see one at a garage sale i'll grab it
0: yeah maybe maybe has bill scratched into the back <laughs> <laughs> i'm lucky in that uh I, you know like anybody i've got i've lost a lot of stuff that i used to really treasure over the years and i have tried to get some of it back especially mm-hmm. some of the games for older systems but certain games that that you know, really meant a lot to me. I held on to. So I was going to mention this earlier that you know that when I got that uh, my NES in Christmas of '86 uh, and that copy of Super Mario Brothers, I've managed to hold on to that same copy oh, all this wow. time. And uh, and I was lucky enough um, back when I worked on Nintendo Power magazine and um, and and was uh, I think I had an interview with Mr Miyamoto and he was kind enough to sign that uh, copy of that game for me. Oh, so man, I have that hanging great. up in my office at home. Yeah,
2: I have a signed Mario sixty Super Mario sixty four. Box. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. that's the, a good one. That one and that that was the original one I had too. In hindsight, I should have gotten a new one just to make sure that the cardboard isn't isn't scratched
0: or anything. Oh yeah. And yeah. then just to close this out, the 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 um the present I would like to give um, is a Nintendo eShop card with a list of some indie games that I think deserve more attention. You know, like a lot of Nintendo Switch players, I played a lot of indie content uh, this year, and three games that stand out to me that I don't always hear people talking about were Iconoclasts, okay. which is kind of a Metroid-style game um, with uh, a story that I really, really enjoyed. And then All Was Awakening, which is another Metroid-style game that uh, really um, is perhaps, of all these kind of retro-style games, is one of the more authentic ones. It really feels like an old NES game. And then um, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, oh, yeah. which is a, a very uh, Castlevania-inspired game that, uh, that came out... Um, not too long ago. Very quiet
2: release for this one because they had two yeah. versions of Bloodstained, right? There's the more retro one and the more modern-looking one. And mm-hmm. this one kind of snuck out. And not a lot of people are talking about it, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's a good, good recommendation.
0: Especially, you know, all the talk about the Castlevania series lately with the new season of, of, of television. And then yeah. also with um, the characters being added to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. It really got me in the mood for that classic Castlevania type of experience. I can't wait for the music. So I'm yes. curious, So I'm much,
1: curious, misery. Chris, do you like Metroidvania-style games? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's about 50% of what I play. I could also add on
0: there Hollow Knight and some other ones, but I think yeah. those, are, those have already gotten a good look in from a lot nice. of people. Um, so now we're going to move on to uh, our usual pros pick segment.
1: This is where we talk about games we've been uh, enjoying lately. Um, Bill, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably take the easy answer, which is I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go, um, and and (laughs) it's kind of funny because I I sort of play Pokemon Go off and on, and I think like a lot of people, I start playing a lot more in the summertime, Um, and with some of the changes that they'd made to to Pokemon Go, I kind of have kept playing even post summer, and so once Let's Go came out, I. Basically, one of the first things I wanted to do was get to Fuchsia City, so I could start transferring my Pokemon from Pokemon Go into Pokemon Let's Go. And so I just kind of blazed through the first part of the game so that I could get to uh, get to Go park in the safari zone and 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 so, as soon as I was able to start transferring and I'm sitting there and I'm transferring my Pokemon, between the two games, all of a sudden I had sort of this existential crisis and I was like, oh my God, am I supposed to be doing this? Like this, something about this doesn't quite seem right. I mean, I, you know, uh, and, but then ultimately after kind of that first sort of moment of, of, you know, kind of guilt and concern, I, I, I got over it and now I'm like, Really actively playing both Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go and and uh, having a lot of fun transferring my Pokemon between the two. Uh, and, of course, trying to uh, get to the point where I can evolve Meltan into Melmetal. Yeah, I can imagine after you spend
0: all that time um, collecting all those Pokemon on Pokemon Go, there is that moment of like, you know, I've, I know they're all protected here. Is it really okay for them to go to this other place? But. I imagine, and I haven't gotten to that point yet. I've I've um, started. Uh, I've put in a good amount of time so far, but I've really been taking my time, like just fighting probably way more Pokemon than I need to, just so I can get my experience levels up uh, and, and capturing way more, I should say. So um, I'm not quite to that point yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I've, I, I didn't. I wasn't a huge Pokemon Go player, but I do have a nice set that I, I'm I'm eagerly looking forward to, to porting over. Are you playing uh, the Pikachu version or the Eevee version? I'm playing the Pikachu version. Same. And my son's playing the Eevee version, so that was by design, so we can, uh, you know, trade Pokemon and 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 kind of take slightly different routes of the game. We have two of each, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're trading too.
1: Yeah, I was originally planning on on playing Eevee, but uh, my daughter decided she wanted the Eevee version, so uh, my son and I are both on a on a Pikachu on a Pikachu version. We each have our own copies, so we've got three copies of the game. But
0: yep. <laughs> I feel like I have more of a connection to Pikachu through. Super Smash Brothers. So I always kind of gravitate toward him if given the choice. See, my my first Pokemon game
2: was was the Yellow ed- edition. Mm. You know, back then we we didn't cover handheld games that much on IGN, and um, you know that that changed. I feel like with the, the Pikachu edition. So I have all these fond memories of that game, and then I went back and played um, Red,
1: Blue, and the Japanese Green. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Pikachu edition was the, the first Pokemon game that I worked on. Uh, oh, there you go. So I have fond memories of it as well. That's, maybe that's why I love it so much,
0: Bill. <laughs> but yeah, you you just you betray Pikachu at the first opportunity to go with Eevee. No,
2: he, he saw his ways. He just, you know, they, They're still good in him.
0: Alright well Per, what what uh, it sounds like you've been playing Pokemon as well. Yeah, is there but, anything else or yeah
2: that's a, that'd be a cop-out answer now. We're while playing that. Uh honestly <laughs> there they're there two multiplayer games that are dominating our time right now. One is uh Tricky Towers, which is another indie game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've played that one. It's a Tetris like game with physics where you um it it's not just about uh, you you don't get rid of lines, you actually build towers and it's a race to get to uh Get to a, a finish line, mm-hmm. and then the di- more difficult multiplayer modes inter- introduce like wind and things, and so can knock over your towers. Really fun, awesome four player puzzle game. But the game we're playing the most multiplayer is Diablo Three. Mm. So you know, obviously Blizzard's famous uh, RPG series landed on the Nintendo Switch, and um, I can I mean I can honestly say it's the best version um, because it, especially when you're, you know, when you're lucky enough like our family where we have four nintendo switch systems and four copies of the game there there are no interruptions so you team up with four players you go adventuring if somebody stops and goes through their menus and you do that a lot in this game because there's so much loot to compare and pick up and drop you don't have to wait whereas previously you know when you're playing on one screen for example you have to wait for the other players to close their menus Mm. so it really is a, a, a really smooth and awesome experience and I had played the game before, but I'd never leveled up to level seventy. So that's the the big quest now that we're we're playing. It's really really good.
0: This was the first time I've played any Diablo game. Really? And yeah. But and I and for some reason it it wasn't big on my radar. But I really started getting sucked into it. And you know once you start, I mean the game plays just so smoothly. And then once you start going in there and collecting loot, and you you get that you know, urge to get more and more stuff. And then it's just becomes an addictive game. That's hard to put down.
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously the, this version has some of the characters that were added later to the, the game, like the Necromancer. And so those were characters that we didn't explore when we played the game before. And, uh, now we have, you know, each player is a different character and, uh, um, it's just, you see the variety of all the different upgrades and magic and all of that stuff. It's a
0: really good game. Well, for me, other than um, Pokemon Let's Go, um, I've really been playing a ton of Super Mario Party lately, and, oh, and yeah. particularly over Thanksgiving. Um, and, and, you know, um, my kids now are at the age where not only are they interested in playing games but they're interested in kind of you know playing these types of games together and i never really had that before with past mario party titles you know honestly it's, it, it, it i just never found myself in opportunities where i had a lot of friends together and we were going to play that so i'd largely missed out on like the the big draw of the series so mm-hmm. i finally got to experience that over the thanksgiving break and we probably played seven or eight seven or eight hours of the game and um it, it was great because i felt like uh there was just enough kind of wackiness to it you know with some of those bonus awards you get at the end where you know any one of my kids you know had a chance to win yeah. but it wasn't you know we still it wasn't to the point where we felt like you know we, we weren't having an impact as we were playing the game so yeah. I thought that was balanced pretty well did you play uh, which did you play the 2v2 mode? No, we played um, we just played the straight board game okay. where we, it was and, you know of course my son and daughter would make their own little alliances and team up against dad. There or you go. Sometimes we would all team up against the uh, the one CPU player that we had in the game but uh, but um, but no it was just pretty much the normal Normal mode. The
2: the two the the team mode gets very very strategic because you you don't just move around the board on a on a preset course. You actually have to you have to draw um, arrows and you have to kind of work with each other. Mm-hmm. And so we started playing that, and that's that's all we play now in Super huh. Mario Party, um, because there there's this strategy and collaboration element. And so you know when I'm when it's my youngest and I playing against the the, the teens, my my teenage kids kids they they're kind of like huddling off and they're like no no you go to the left and you go to the right it's it's really really fun to strategize that way that's honestly that's my, my favorite addition to that, that game that's such a great mode we'll definitely try yeah. that next yeah. I mean, Now know
0: that we've done every board and we've started oh, yeah. to kind of repeat ourselves we can mix it up you'll love it it's really smart Cool. Um, next... Oh, sorry. Before we move on, I did want to say that some other games, very briefly, that I've been enjoying. Mark of the Ninja Remastered oh, great! Ninja Gaiden. Great to play that again yeah. on uh, Nintendo Switch Online. But I, specifically, pair because you're here, I wanted to mention that uh, in honor of you being on the <laughs> show, I went back and played some more Picross S2, which I yeah. know you're a fan of. And I've, I, myself, have completed almost every puzzle in both Picross titles and uh, i always look for, i'm always up for a new Cross game
2: yeah the um i it's, it's one of those franchises where i i keep on i keep on talking about it and it's it's tough to share your passion for a game that's a grid with numbers <laughs> yeah. right and so when people see you play it they're like mm they, they that's not for me but i guarantee it it's it's for everyone right once mm-hmm. you start playing you understand the the system and you realize the brilliance of the puzzles it's so difficult to to stop and Full disclosure: the reason why I had to buy that additional switch was because I needed Picross during the flight, mm-hmm. so I, I re-downloaded that one.
0: <laughs> it is the ultimate kind of time machine game, yep. where once your brain gets in the zone, yeah. you know, and you can be watching uh, TV or movies or whatever as you're doing it, um, and but you're still, uh, it doesn't take away from the experience at all.
2: Yeah, and you know, obviously, if if you. Um, on the on the 3ds and the DS, there there were a couple of really cool Nintendo themed versions too, like the Zelda uh, one, mm-hmm. that was uh, great, Twilight Princess built in, and Pokemon and yeah, mm-hmm. some good stuff. Do you do you have every version of Picross? I don't have. I don't think I have Mario's Picross from the 80s. Oh um, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't own that cartridge, but I have a lot of them. Yeah. But the at least the yeah the the ones on the Nintendo systems, the Jupiter the, made ones, yeah.
1: Picross mm-hmm. 3D as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love 3D. It's good. Yeah. That one took me a while to rewire my brain, but once oh. I got into it, I really enjoyed yep. that. No, it's great, too. Well, great. The next segment is the Warp Zone Quiz. Now, this is where we, I provide clues, and you guys try to guess games that came out 10, 20, or 30 years ago. And these will be games for November. This episode may not uh, come out until um, early December, but we're going to stick to November games here. So, first off, 10 years ago, in November of 2008, the clues are Nintendo published a game for Wii that featured... DLC text chat with a USB keyboard and voice chat with the We Speak accessory, plus a cat named Katrina and the bright lights of the big city. Any guesses? Yes, I, I, I think um, I know this, but that, I'll let you go first, Pat. Well, Animal Crossing—that's pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really needed to wrap up these uh, clues. I think for you guys, you're I, pretty much experts. You
2: had you had me go in those text chat, I, you know, for a moment. I'm like, wait a second, and then We Speak was the was the obvious one. Mm -hmm. But there are not that many games with cats named Katrina, I think. (laughs) No, there are not. (laughs) That came out, that was in November? Yeah, Yeah. November 2008. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah, you could actually buy that game bundled with the Wii Speak um, device. I have a Wii Speak. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, 20 years ago, uh, November of 1998, Nintendo published an adventure game for Nintendo 64 in which you can play music, talk to a tree, gossip with stones, and hunt for spiders, or just fish all day and night. Any guesses? Well, that would be the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That's exactly right. I, you know, I sat here trying to think of harder clues for that, and no matter what I did, this game is so well-known, I just knew you guys would get it, so I didn't I didn't stress out too much. It's, it's also, that's the iconic 20th anniversary
2: right now. Yeah, you guys just on N V C just did a whole episode about yeah. that. Yeah, and, you know, Ocarina of Time, before Breath of the Wild came out, was my favorite game of all time, for a very, very long time, and it before that, it was A Link to the Past. So I'm, you know, I'm a Zelda kid, uh, and so, yeah, it's just... Ocarina of Time is just so unforgettable, and I've played it so many times, including the the 3DS uh, release as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know everything about that game. I don't know if there are any any secrets left that I haven't seen
1: in the last twenty years. Oh, I'm. I mean, are you thinking of something that you hid <laughs> in there? I I was trying to think of something, but um, I do think that that game has the the ground has been covered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I do. You mentioned the uh, the three D uh, the three D S version
0: of that game. I do really love that that version. And uh, you know, nostalgia aside, I think that's my preferred way to play that game now.
2: Yeah, it has awesome.
0: really great stereoscopic three D. It's
2: gorgeous in three D. One, yeah, definitely a game where I turn the 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 three D way up. Um, oh, Carina of Time is just so good. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need it on Switch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was wondering if maybe you were going to, you know, kind of dodge Ocarina of Time and, and instead choose, you know, something else that launched in November of that year. But I was I was trying to remember if because I felt like Rogue Squadron maybe released November of mm. that year. Yeah. And Yoshi's Story was
2: also around that time, right?
1: Uh, Yoshi's I? Story would have been earlier. I earlier, think yeah. maybe it was earlier in 98 uh the other the other game i was and i don't know maybe it came out november or december or maybe it, it ended up being later i can't remember but there was a game uh called glover i was gonna <laughs> right. say
2: glover too i <laughs> thought he would pick something
0: like glover <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was no way i could not recognize the 20th anniversary of zelda though i no, mean no. ocarina of time i felt like we need to give it some some little nod at least yeah do
1: you remember playing glover bill I remember. Uh, so, I actually, Ocarina of Time was the first project I worked on uh, yep. at Nintendo, and I at the time I was working um, as a as a contractor in the in testing, uh, translating bug reports. And so, I was translating the bug reports on Ocarina of Time, but there was this small little group of guys sitting right near us that were testing Glover uh, at the time. Um and so I saw a lot of Glover um and I played a little little bit of it but not a whole lot. <laughs> it's it's one of those it was made by Hasbro I think. It, it was one of those
2: games that um took inspiration from Super Mario 64 but then did something different with it. You played as a glove, a white glove that uh, that could balance on balls and so it would mm-hmm. change the controls whenever you're balancing on something. Um it's a very clever game, uh, almost
0: forgotten. Yeah, I I, I do see the remember it by it. Yeah, I don't think I ever played it but I do remember it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, all right, well, the last one, 30 years ago, November 1988. Let's Ooh. see if you guys can can have an easy three for three here. Sunsoft published an action game for NES in which you pilot an armored vehicle that can drive up walls in your mission to destroy radioactive mutants and find your pet frog. Any guesses?
1: Wow, What
2: is what is that?
1: That's a tough one. I didn't play a lot of third-party NES games back in the day. I played all the Nintendo stuff little bit of Mega Man but I don't this doesn't ring a bell a little hint
0: is that Inti Creates uh, released a cool remake of this game on Nintendo switch last year it's a Bionic Commando like something no, oh, oh wait no they did um
2: uh, Inti Creates did uh, uh, a Bla- uh master blaster no
0: close so what's it What's it called again super blast <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I can't remember it. I'll take that. I think you're close enough. You had it. flipped flip but around. It's actually Blaster Master. Blaster Master. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And okay. then the remake version yeah. was called Blaster Master Zero, oh, which okay. is that's what it was. Pretty yeah. cool. Oh man, yeah. I did not play Blaster Master
2: when it came out originally. I did play the Inti Creates one.
0: Well, I feel good that the last one gave you, you got guys us, a little yeah.
1: bit of pause. Yeah. Yeah, you I stumped didn't... us.
0: Before we go, I want to cover off on the game forecast, where I'm just going to um, quickly run through some of the key games that are coming out for Nintendo Switch in December and also January, since um, you know we'll have the big uh, holiday break. So I want to go ahead and touch on some of those games as well. Um, starting on December 4th, we have Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Then on uh, December 6th, we have uh, Carcassonne, and on uh, also on the 6th, we have Fortnite Season 7. Then the next day, on the 7th, we have Katamari Damacy Reroll and Sega Genesis Classics and a little game called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Then on December 10th, we have Guacamelee! 2. And on the 11th, it's Desert Child. And then on uh, the 13th, Dragon Marked for Death. Also on the 13th, Gris. And then in January on the 4th, we have Fitness Boxing. And on January 11th, we have Mario & Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. That's for Nintendo 3DS. And then also on the 11th, we have Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. And on uh, the 18th, Travis strikes again. No more heroes. And then finally, on January 24th, Smite closed beta begins. Um, so that's a lot of, well, of that, really cool stuff. Yeah, there's some. There's. It's a good
2: mix of of classic. Uh, Classic stuff. You know, I've got to get the Genesis collection just to play Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, (laughs) Great two-player game, too. But, yeah, I I didn't realize Gris is a really cool game that people shouldn't sleep on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I was lucky enough to play Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Boy at Gamescom, actually, at the Nintendo booth. And that looked really promising. Kind of like classic... A little bit like Castlevania, where you could know, yeah. play as a frog and swing
0: almost on a whip, but it's a tongue. Yeah, and, a this one's, yeah, yeah. and this one's Monster Boy, but it's yeah. very inspired yeah. by Wonder Boy. Yeah, oh, sorry, Monster Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy. yeah and there so. was a, a Wonder Boy kind of remake that came yep. out yep, on yep, Nintendo
2: yep. Switch a little while ago. Yeah, so uh, that looked really good. Um, lots of good stuff. There's,
0: I wasn't familiar. What was it? Super Smash Brothers? What is that? Um it's some Nintendo thing Nintendo's doing. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, okay. I, it's probably good. Well, I wasn't
1: sure if that was a game or is that just like a collection of like 900 songs from, from video <laughs> game history? <laughs> I think it's it's video
0: games, the game is yeah.
2: essentially what this game is. It, you, I mean, you're joking about the music, but that is one of the big reasons I want this game so much. It's mm-hmm. just the collection of music in it, you know, yeah. Um, even even without you know the Final Fantasy and uh, obviously Castlevania, one of the great soundtracks of, of all time. Even without that, you have all these wonderful core Nintendo melodies. Uh, I'm just gonna put it put it on jukebox mode. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and that it does have jukebox mode, so you exactly. can, uh, which I think is actually gonna make it harder for you to forget your Switch when you go to the airport because you're just gonna want to have it with you and listening to it like it's a, a MP3 player. You know, it's. A, and okay. it is, it's a, I've always just been a huge fan of the music in Smash Brothers. And yep. it's funny because uh, every time they, they try to do something more, and I think this time they've really gone above and beyond. So I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for it. I'm, some of my personal favorites in there are the, uh, the Hip Tanaka remixes of, of Balloon Fight, oh, <laughs> the Balloon <nice>. Trip song. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I haven't heard nearly as much of the music as you, Bill, but
0: the, the, a couple of tracks I've heard from some of the trailers, um, the Castlevania music, and then also, and I can't remember the specific name of the, the tune, but the one that played um, for the reveal trailer of King K. Rool, um which is like a, some old Donkey Kong Country uh, music re- remade, um, that just loops in my head whenever I think about Smash Brothers. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to actually playing some matches with that music in the background.
1: Oh, that is there's there. That's right. There's a fighting game in there too, alongside all the. Music. Yeah, they, they
0: do. <laughs> yes, it does
2: have a fighting game in it. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to torture me when we we're talking about what games you're playing. I thought for sure you'd both say Super Smash Brothers Ultimate,
0: but yeah. Bill maybe could, not me unfortunately. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's having to wait. Although it does come out the day before my birthday, so oh, looking, uh, looking, there you go. Happy birthday! That'll be the centerpiece of my birthday weekend.
1: Thanks. Yeah, that's happy great. birthday! I have been playing it. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen you play it <laughs> right well Perry and Bill
0: thanks so much for coming on the show thank you for having me and thank you for having me Yeah, and, and have a great holiday uh, season and happy holidays to everyone that's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast if you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show you can email us at Nintendo PowerPodcast at noa.nintendo.com Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power.